Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, we are going to do one today on greening your marriage, or really it's uh, making your relationship, making your marriage sustainable, which, uh, you know, I guess could be good for the environment, but uh, it's really making your, your marriage survive and thrive and grow and, and continue the excitement beyond just the first couple years. So um, I guess my, my first question for you would be, why is it so hard to keep your marriage fresh and exciting? You know, Steve, we all we all bump into this one because it's not that you love your partner less. That that's not usually what it's about, but it's about life. It's kids get in the way, and work gets in the way, and and chores, and then just plain fatigue. So all that that necessary humdrum of of everyday life, it literally bleeds out onto the marriage. So the marriage starts to feel routine. Okay. Even though the, the love can be as intact as ever. Yeah. I mean, so part of part of marriage, though, is stability. Like people, when they get married, it's like, okay, we're settled. We have a, a stable relationship. The commitment is permanent. Um, I mean, that's there's something to be said for that. And, you know, to keep things exciting, a lot of times that equates to being spontaneous and and doing things off the cuff um but you know that's not always um ideal but i mean is it possible to be regularly spontaneous <laughs> that's an oxymoron isn't it yeah really right <laughs> <laughs> to be regularly spontaneous but the, the the answer is it is possible to be to get the idea of spontaneity going within yourself so that you make room for it in very small ways, because, you know, we all have either a nine-to-five or something like that that we're tied to, and in those early, you know, honeymoon days, maybe you're willing to go late to work so you can catch that extra few moments um, together in the morning, but you can't do that on a regular basis. You get fired. And all those examples like that. But what you can do, Steve, is it doesn't take more than a second to wink at your husband or to share a joke, or to plant an unexpected kiss on him or on her at an unexpected moment. You know, it's just remembering to give her or give him that quick pat on the tush that says, uh-huh, love you still, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or to, one of the things we do with my fiancé is that we'll put on our favorite couple music while we're making dinner. Well, we have to make dinner anyway. Yeah. So we put on, for us, it's Latin jazz, okay? And <laughs> What that does is we'll find ourselves, either he or I, will all of a sudden in the middle of making, you know, the salad dressing or whatever, just grab the other one and twirl her around the kitchen, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, in, it, it's odd when you say regularly spontaneous, but in, in a sense it's kind of that. It's making spontaneity, remembering to flirt, really, as a regular part of your existence together in odd moments. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it really just, you know, having your partner, your spouse on your mind and thinking of what you can do to make them feel good, but not just for the sake of making them feel good, but because you want to a lot of these And times. because it makes you feel good, too. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I mean, I, I know that a lot of people are going to come up, you know, they're listening to this and thinking, oh, that sounds so easy. But, you know, when I come home and I'm tired at the end of the day or when the kids are uh, tugging at my on my pant leg uh, for attention, it's really hard to to be flirty and put my spouse forward. Um, I mean, what do you what do you say to the people that say, you know, it's it's hard to keep things fresh and exciting? I would say you're right. It does take effort. And one of the problems is that we don't tend to keep things fresh and exciting just for ourselves. We we become stale, if you will, because of that constant routine and chores and the, the side of life that never seems to let up. So I would say the first thing you need to do is give a little bit, a little bit, it doesn't take much, of attention to keeping yourself fresh and exciting. You know, you can join an online book club or where, where you, you chat for 15 minutes every now and then about a favorite book or, or take a course online or a, or a course once a week down at the local Y or something like that or subscribe to a, a magazine you never would usually like, Popular Science. Uh-huh. I have discovered that Popular Science <laughs> is full of little anecdotes and stuff. And what those kinds of things do for you, Steve, is they expand you. Now you actually have something to share. Because that's the other problem, is we get sort of into those routine ruts, and we cease to have anything kind of fresh to share. And how many times can you say, oh, God, the kids, you know? (laughs) And might I recommend they could also both be listening to this podcast or both be reading Hitched or both be participating on on the Married Life Network, and they would also have something to share, and it would be productive toward their relationship. You know, that's a fantastic suggestion because you have so much stuff on Hitched Mag that is fun to discuss together, that encourages the intimacy of talking about things that you don't talk about and don't want to talk about with the other people in your life. These are things that are particular to you and your spouse. Those are great things to kind of learn new stuff about and share, and and Hitched Mag is a great source. Mm -hmm. Um, Now... What I find sometimes is that the negatives uh, in life and in the relationship begin to take over. Um, you know, just coping with the day-to-day as we've been talking about, whether it's your job or your car breaking down, the kids. Um, what do you do to kind of counteract those negative forces in your life? I think, first of all, become aware of just how much coveting you do. Okay. Um, there was a... Uh, a project started by a minister in somewhere, I think in Kentucky or something like that. It's called a complaint-free world. It's this that actual website. And his idea was if you stop and notice how much you complain and you, you stop doing that for a month, your life will change. Well, quite frankly, if you stop and notice how much you complain and you stop for a couple of hours, yeah. <laughs> your relationship will change. It's We don't realize, I think, how much we, we catch, we moan, we, we bitch about stuff, especially like at the end of the day when whoever it is comes home, right, to the other one, and the first thing out of your mouth is, oh, God, I'm glad you're home. Please get the kids off my hands. Or, oh, God, I'm glad I'm home. I couldn't, I couldn't handle the boss anymore. I hate it. Or, you know, I'm not glad I'm home now. I have too many chores. But yeah. the first thing out of our mouth tends to be complaint, complaint. So I think a lot of it, Steve, is more a matter of attention and noticing and deliberately storing up little positive bits because there are little positive bits through your day. Yeah. You know, there's that hummingbird you saw that, that zipped into your new hummingbird feeder, or there's your child who, who said or did something that you're just 
you just lit up over it. Or there's something that happened at your work where you went, oh, oh, that's kind of cool. And those are things that I think we tend to just sort of let pass by instead of cherish them and, and set them aside to something to share with my spouse tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you think about it, too, imagine being the recipient of that every day your spouse comes home and the first things out of their mouth are negative comments about their day as opposed to co- positive comments like, you know, I hit all the green lights on the way home. Or it could be, I mean, the, the positives don't have to be major things, but you're right. If, if all you hear when they come home are negatives, your spouse probably isn't going to be looking forward to you walking through that door because they know they're just going to hear nothing but negative energy coming from you. Right. And that means that the whole relationship gets depressed, as in pushed down. And what we forget is that outside there in the world, there's always other people, and a lot of them might be going, oh, hey, don't you look good today, or oh, hey, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sharing positives. And then we wonder why our spouse, as you said, A, may not want to spend as much time at home, or B, get distracted by other people. Yeah. I mean, you kind of alluded to some things and the, the, the flirtatious uh, things that you can do in your marriage. Uh, what are some other things that you can do to keep your marriage sustainable, keep it green, as you will? Right. I think the first thing is to stop doing only the things you always do. In other words, if your pattern on your date night or your pattern on the the one day you manage to get the sitter is dinner and a movie, then break that and deliberately go picnic in an aquarium. Mm -hmm. In other words, even small towns these days are just filled with, with, quote, stuff to do that's not horrendously expensive and are new things that you can share. In other words... If you haven't been to the aquarium, you know, in a couple of years, and you you go with your spouse, much to your surprise, you'll find out that it isn't the sharks that are fascinating him. It's the seahorses. And you go, oh, that's cool. Why? In other words, you can learn new things both about yourself and about the other when you share new things together. And it doesn't mean, you know, go on a hunt for the most extreme exotic stuff you can find. It's not really about that. I mean, it's the zoo, it's, it's the museum, it's uh, walking through the botanical garden, it's going to a, a film noir instead of your usual, you know, chick flick. It, it's, it's anything where you break your own routine for the purpose of exploring each other in a new way, because that's what you did when you were courting. Mm-hmm. One of the things, and I, I, I think this was brought up, and I can't remember if it was with a conversation with you or with, with another one of the experts, but uh, it was brought up about, you know, going even in a small town, even a place that you might have grown up in, uh, going and getting like their visitor's guide and flipping through it and just start seeing what's in there. Because a lot of times you forget and, and when you have company come over, those are the only times that you go and visit a lot of these attractions or points of interest. But you and your spouse can do these things, too. You know, that's such a great idea, Steve, because most of us live in places where there are, you know, stuff for visitors to see, and we don't go at all. Yep. <laughs> Matter of fact, we may even send the occasional visitor out to do it by themselves. Yep. Terrible. <laughs> and we do. We have such a rich environment. In, in every conceivable way, no matter what your taste is, you'll find things that would appeal to you and your spouse. But always, the more you're willing to, to go somewhere that you ordinarily go, uh, you know, I remember one, Steve, in particular. I remember someone saying to me, Noel, you, should, you, you and Russell should really go and try this Chinese cooking class. It's just one afternoon. Just go try it. And I'm going, 
the last thing I feel like doing on time off is cooking. (laughs) (laughs) I do enough. Thank you. But she was so enthusiastic. So we both went. And I'll tell you, Steve, we had a blast. We were laughing about it because, of course, we were klutzes. And we, we couldn't, we could barely keep up with the teacher. You know, it's chop, 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 stir, stir. (laughs) And it was so much fun. So, Anything like that, even if your natural tendencies go, I couldn't, try it, just try it, because you'd be surprised, even if it's nothing but giggles, at how that brings you and your spouse closer to try new things together. And see, and now you guys are twirling together in the kitchen listening to Latin jazz. (laughs) Absolutely. Noel, this has been a great uh, episode. I'm, I'm always excited to have you on, but um, our time has run out. So thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, everybody listening, uh, a little bit more information for you. Dr. Noel Nelson is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and she's also also the author of nine best-selling books, her most recent being Your Man is Wonderful, Uh, You can get more information at yourmaniswonderful.com. Her other recent book is uh, Dangerous Relationships. And you can find all the information about Noelle at her website, noellenelson.com. And lastly, Noelle is running a contest, Code to Prince. And uh, you only have a couple days left to actually enter. Uh, The deadline is August 31st, 2009. And you can enter that contest at toadtoprince.com. That's toadtoprince.com. And, of course, you can find all of her information, um, her past articles and podcasts on hitchedmag.com. And uh, also uh, read her blog on, you know, in addition to her site, we also have her blog on the Married Life Network. So um, visit all these sites. You'll have plenty to talk about with your spouse. (laughs) And uh, let us know what you guys think. So thanks once again, Noelle. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Okay, bye, everybody. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.